Weekly wind down with um, Key and G. Um, I'm first this week. Oh, you first this week. <laughs> I mean, why not? Mixing it up. How was your week? Um, I guess it was a good one. I, I don't have anything, you know. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, you kill a few pigs, you get a little satisfaction. <laughs> kill get a f- some more pigs. <laughs> hey, you get, get some, some more satisfaction. Some more satisfaction. We're going to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah today on this particular episode as we wind down on uh black history month yeah what you think overall stars overall i liked it like Mm -hmm. not love i liked it tell me why you just liked it didn't love it is well why why do i have to love it it wasn't bad i didn't dislike it i liked it that when you say something somebody likes something it's like I, i i liked it that seems so okay. Normal? Yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. One out of ten. Ten being the greatest. Wait. Eight. Eight. That constitutes love. Does it? Like is like five to seven. Five is like? I mean it's five it's, is almost dislike. Okay, so six to six and seven. No. Would have to be six like is, six is right over like you barely made it. <sighs> I would say that seven and eight is like nine and ten is love. Did you ever do one of those things where you have the color, the pictures, and it's like smiley face, sad face, did plenty, angry face, and you know how that works? Go for it. One, go ahead. You know what doesn't matter? <laughs> the middle. <laughs> the way that they and and if you're listening, if you have to do that shit for like a job interview, extreme measures. Yes, extremely like. Extremely dislike. Right. That's what they look for. So that's what I'm thinking. Ten, extremely like. Ten is love because you're on a scale from one to ten. <laughs> okay, ten is love. So eight would be... Like. But close to love. I got to give it a, about... Can you, do you close to love anybody? <laughs> is uh, that? Have you ever used that explanation when somebody said, hey, how do you feel about, you know, I know you went out with Charles this weekend. What you think? Y'all been going out for five years now. <laughs> right. Do you love him or close to love him? <laughs> okay, good point. Right. Because you'd have to need to yeah. choose. So you like. like right. Like I liked it. Because okay. I can like him for a while. I got to like it before I love it. That's true. So, Well, the story was good. I mean, I yeah. thought, that, I mean, it's a true story of um, Fred Hampton and what happened with him um, over the course of a few years until he was murdered. Yeah. December 4th, 1969. Um, from the beginning, I, I thought it was um, the music was something that kind of grabbed you a little bit, too. The music they used um, soundtrack was very, um, very good. I didn't listen to the like the actual soundtrack. I mean, listen, you know, during the movie, yeah. but I didn't listen. To well, it. I mean, there were those songs, but that's not really on the soundtrack, I don't think. I mean, I listened to. Oh, you're talking like the sound effects? Well, the music, yes, the score get, in the background, like yeah, that, you got like to get that feel of the old school music. It was kind of, it was very loud. Well, I don't. That's something that they're doing now that I noticed, like with television and with they're trying to bring you in. Stuff. 
I guess I'll grab your attention if you went to sleep because it's like the <laughs> the script will be like normal. Yeah. And then the music will come in blaring. Yes. I thought it was interesting um, that he chose. I mean, everyone has a Bill O'Neill in their life somewhere in some capacity. I feel like he he looked like him. Yeah, they resemble each it, other. They did a good job casting him, even though they want to say that he needed to be younger. Yeah, well, whatever. I guess it was to me. It was more irony, right? Because you know, clearly he has his you know his folks that you know you normally see in his movies, yeah. and it was just ironic that he happened to have one that resembles you know William O'Neill. Yeah, and he happened to not be seventeen looking, but he looked just like he looked in the in that little. When he was talking before he killed himself. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. When they went into, um, one of the things I thought was interesting that we still have, are dealing with now is, of course, he talked about, they talked about how it was more um, scary to black people for you to have a badge and a gun because, you yeah. know, everybody can get a gun. We're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Now. And that, and that was, that was one of the lines that stuck out to me. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Because these uh, these folks out here, you see them, they ain't afraid to die. They're afraid to go into jail. Right. Which is insane to me. Well, you know, a lot of things happen in jail. A lot of things happen on your way to jail. Yeah, a lot of things can happen to you at your house. Yeah. On your way home. That's right. Like while you're out minding your business. Things like that happen in all your apartment. Of the time. <laughs> yes. Mm, yeah. And, so, you know, I get not wanting to put yourself or go into that situation, but why not? Prevent yourself from having to go there any fucking way. Right. Like, you know what people do to go to jail, you know, intentionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it happens unintentionally. But, you know. Well, I find I just say you know how not to go to jail. Well, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you try. <laughs> you try. Here we are. A prison. At, at, yes. You know, I might survive down at the county. Right. For a little bit. You know, I might have to get in a fight or two. Yeah. But I'm going to make it out of there. Well, it's just a very uncomfortable time down there at the county. It's, you I know. imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, don't go. <laughs> but if you do go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Stay strong, my friend. You know, hold it down. <laughs> I'll never forget my bid. It was about six hours, but it took, it felt like it was a lot longer than that. He made it out on the other <laughs> That's <side>. right. <laughs> Moving along. Um, I thought it was also interesting um, that showed he was doing a speech and the guy walked out of his speech, his um, one of the early speeches. Oh, yeah. And the guy walked out. What's you, your take on people? I mean, I thought it was interesting. I mean, the guy had on a dashiki and everything. He just felt like know. he was there for the cause. Yeah, I guess. But, but he's just like, wait now, y'all y'all doing too much. We doing what now? We we killing people? <laughs> Nobody put that on the flyer. Right. But he that wasn't in dressed. the pamphlet. Well, that could have been his, you know, this is in the 60s. So, yeah. you know, they wore those. Mm -hmm. So it just could have been his regular, you know, I'm just going to this meeting. Yeah, and it's just interesting how and many... And I'm pro-black, but right? I'm, not, I'm not anti other people. So what is that? I mean, are you ready for the calls if you're not ready for the calls? Well, he maybe he didn't know that's what that what the calls was. Because, you know, when he was out in the street, he telling them about... Well, from the movie. Yeah. He was telling them about, you know, the free meal program he got for the kids and the other stuff that they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, you know, hold my purse. When you get here, we're gonna yeah. talk about this other stuff. So you do you think that particular gentleman or like the guy? I think they had him representing a group of people who probably walked out of stuff. You know, do you think that he 
represents a group of people who are not ready for that particular level of the cause. I don't like to put stuff like in the groups because it, it would just I depend. feel like he was representative of something, though. I feel like, in my opinion, I think they put him in there to be very clear. They never gave us a lot of details about him. But to show that there were people who, who were did. on board. Right. And then it might have been a little bit more extreme for them, and they did not. And see, that's the thing. It's, it's extreme for them. Yeah. So, you know, you can support the cause, and then you get there, and it's just like, well, wait. I don't Because I don't want to do all of that. Right. Like, if, if killing a cop had become a part of the movement, the movement yeah, I can't be there. Right. Because just like, we want them to stop killing us, and now we're about to go out here and start killing them. Kill a cop. Kill one cop and get a little satisfaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, I guess when you think about it in terms of um, the time. Yeah, because they're in Chicago. Right. And this, you know, what they got going on in Chicago now, man, has been going on. So do you feel like, I mean, it's obvious that there's a tie to what happened back then to what goes on now. Oh, is there a tie? I feel like there is. Oh, because you mean from the history that keeps repeating itself and right. going down. Mm. Right. And I think all this stuff happened in Chicago where... The um, let us take it further back because they act like the stuff that's happening to the black and brown people now has nothing to do with what's been happening right. since we've been here. Absolutely, that's, that's why I said that. I was like, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that yeah." Is. Let's take let's take it a step further. I feel like some people want to leave that part out, and the movie did a, a decent job of brushing over that, just talking about you know we're in Chicago, but there are a lot of people who think things like that only happened in the South. I don't know if they if they brushed over it because they did show you know because. Technically, well, not technically, actually, you know, those yeah. other groups in there, they were gangs. Right. And they showed, you know, that they didn't, you know, get along or whatever, and that right. they had their beef. You saw what happened when they went to the Crown Territory. Yeah, but the Crowns were also doing good for the community. For the, on their side on of their the side community. Of right. Right. So I think it was important for people to see that, because I do know that just in talking to people who have not known about the story, they did not understand or know about the Crowns or that there were... Right, but you, what you don't see Good is that games. they are air quotations have anything, I guess any beef or anything within their own organization. You know what I mean? Right. Like they weren't out here, you know, whooping ass for no reason. The discipline was definitely definitely oh, yeah. there, and I think that that's a big part of what we've lost in terms of gang, gangs air quotations now is uh, that discipline. Yeah, you ever saw? Um, you know who Tookie Williams is? No, tell me. No, you got to go look. Oh him my up. gosh, tell the people. They have a movie. Jamie Foxx played him. Oh, then maybe I did see that. Yeah. I don't think so. Game of California? What's it called? Uh, shit, Mike, this is called the Took a Williams story. I got to um, look it up. Not yeah, you do. They um executed him. Okay. Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Noted. You said Tukey? Mm-hmm. Got it. Stanley Tukey Williams. Okay, I think I actually read about this, but I don't think I actually knew Jamie Foxx was in the movie. Yeah, that's what. And I, a lot of times, like, that's what normally happens, like, especially, like, on the West Coast and California in particular. Right. Like, you have a lot of these former gang members that, you know, maybe they go to jail or maybe they just, you know, wake up and just like, hey, you know, forget it. Like, now I want to do good. Right. Because this, you know, this got to stop when they see, you know, the stuff that's going on. But see, he was old school. And, you know, then, just like the Black Panther Party, what they did was that they protected their I guess their areas, their neighborhoods, their communities or whatever. That's what the gang was. Right. Initially. But now it's turned into or what it is. This kind of battles. And I, I that's interesting because I feel like um, a lot of people are missing that. And I know just in my day-to-day, I'm experiencing a lot of young people getting involved in the gangs. 
um, through older people who have missed a mark about how they're being recruited by people like that are like mid level. They're not These being recruited by the young OGs kids. And see, that's the thing. I don't even know if like the OGs in the gangs they're older than us. Yes, they're like our parents' age, right? You know what I mean? But then they turn into parents and, you know, they kind of leave that lifestyle behind. Right. Kind of, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then these kids, when they found out who their dad used to be, oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Like right. OG Bobby Johnson. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was a, he was a daddy. Right. But, you know, when he became a dad and, you know, he went to jail, he got out. He didn't want to live that life anymore. Right. He didn't want to be him or be affiliated with that guy anymore because he had a kid now. But you saw his son. Right. Wanted to be about that life because I, he knew, you know, what, right. who they said his daddy was. And, you know, that was, you know, a part of what he wanted to do. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, Even he though, just carried on, yeah. Well, I guess not carried on because his daddy didn't teach him to be a gay member because he didn't want him to be that. Right. But he still, want, his son wanted to be that anyway. Yeah. You I know think what I mean? a lot so of I, people are looking for some kind of, they're looking for that acceptance too. So I do think in the movie they showed how being a part of the group was actually helpful. Yeah. In Chicago during that time. Right. And there were gangs. It's not a new situation. There was rival right. territory. Um, the police have infiltrated the space the same way they have done now. Um, but is then it they the pulled, police, this is the government. Well, the government. But now the and government is not doing it. You know, it. alphabet boys F, B, and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hoover knew what he was doing. Absolutely. And he knew why. Had a whole operation. They had a whole... I wonder how many pages were in that documentary. Not documentary, but in that document, like, what they were going to do to dismantle, right. you know, any type of organization like this. And I, it, 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 you don't see them trying to dismantle these other organizations. The well, you look like you was going to say that. Yeah. These other organizations no, is what I was saying. the gonna, clan. That's what you were going to say. Because <laughs> that's a big-ass gang. Mm-hmm. Full and, of some of their agents and the homeboys. Right. Right. And then so that's why saw, they can't dismantle that one. Yeah, they can't. And they don't have to infiltrate that shit because we're already in there. Right. And we can kind of control everything that's happening. Because that's what we need to do. Well, what you saw, of course, with the um, insurrection, these people were the same people. There were cops, agents, mm-hmm. politicians. Yeah. Um, and so that reminded me of basically what, you know, also what they talked about in the movie with, you know, um, you know, war is politics with bloodshed and politics is war without bloodshed. Mm-hmm. And then what we saw on the 6th was there was bloodshed. There was a war going on with some people. And my thing is the part that's most disgusting. It's not even that they intentionally seek people like us to go in, infiltrate and get this information. Right. It's the people that agree to do it. Yeah. What exactly did O'Neill have to lose? A couple years in jail for a crime he actually fucking committed. Right. Like you did that. It's not like they found you and was like, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to put this on you. Yep. You did it. Did it and then willingly continued doing it. Yeah, but in, in the movie, I don't even know if this is how he felt, like, in real life. Like, you could tell, like, he was just like, man, I, he didn't want to. Right. Like, initially, he was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm not going to jail. All right, but all I got to do is go in here and tell you a few things. All right, cool. Yeah. He didn't know that he was going to have to keep it up. Right. And you can tell that he started to feel bad about it. Now, I just, now, you a thief, 
You don't know how to lie. Right, but do you think he really started to trust um, old buddy? No, he didn't start to trust him. He liked the benefits that he was receiving. Right. So they, he started, they started paying him. Right. You saw he walked in there with that coat. <laughs> Here, get this for me. Yeah. He was doing a lot then. Like he was a regular. Because he done went and sat in that man, mismatched furniture, and drank that scotch. Yeah, the good stuff. Hot dog probably ain't even had no black marks on it. <laughs> no, those are had boiled. a gas, gas grill. Get these dogs going. <laughs> ain't even had no coals burning. No. I ain't even see no smoke. They did that. They had his shirt tucked in with the belt on like he's somebody's <laughs> uncle. He ain't even had no sandals on. You got to get, he's at the barbecue. Right. O'Neal know he go to a cookout. But O'Neal was lost. I think that's why they're saying that they didn't feel like they. How much money you make? You was impressed. He looked like he made a couple hundred dollars though. He was impressed. He was. He said that he, and I just thought it was, I, I thought that scene was very important because it showed how, you know, he had his daughter with him and then he gave the baby away and. You know, yeah, he, just just showing that, you know, he was around his family. Yes. Just to make it look like, well, come on in. You yeah, know, you, you, you are you, you are our friend. You are, you are, we accept you because you're like us. Not even our friend. You heard what he said. The badge was scarier than the gun. Yeah. He already know he has an official badge. So he knew not to try him. Yep. And so there was really nothing that was going to, I mean, right. O'Neal was. He wasn't losing shit by inviting that man over there to his house. Because nope. he knew that he wasn't going to do anything. Yep. He just felt like doing that would make O'Neal trust him more because he's at his house during that time. So, right. So when you think about what O'Neal was doing, I felt like he was struggling. And I think they did a good job of showing that just like during the, during some of the present, like some of the speeches and just listening to them. But then he started doing a lot. And yeah, he was trying to speed up the process, I think. Yeah, because he wanted it to be over. He didn't want, at that time, he... It it appears he didn't want to be involved with the FBI anymore, right? Because he thought he was done after like the first thing he did when he went and to, when they were, and when they were able to get him to go to jail, right? Yeah, and he was like they terrorizing me. Yeah, you didn't tell me it was going to be all of this. Nope, better because they didn't have any clue. And then, you know, I like how you know they did a good job casting the agent. The white guy who was an agent, I don't know what his name was right now. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think they did a good job casting him. I mean, I just know well, him because he's white. Yeah, but he looked just Lily like. White. Yes. White hair, white eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I, swear, I just wanted to be the white man. All white. I mean, if you're looking for a white man, I mean, With the part. And you're thinking about what that might be like. He did. They just did a good job casting him. I imagine so. Um. I think some of the things that were very important just from sharing with some people who are not black, that they that watched the movie, um, well, you know, I feel like all of this stuff isn't for us. Well, I don't necessarily believe that it was, but I think it also, I think it's important for us to know the story of Fred Hampton. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't know it. Black people do not know. Right. I learned more um, just reading other things too. So you were Mary McLeod Bethune yeah. when you were seven. So. Yes, I was. You you know things. <laughs> I thought I thought about you the other day because I think I. Um, I think my memory on Facebook was her because I used to do like a Black History Month calendar. Yeah. I was like, look at G. <laughs> Such a nice suit my mom had me <laughs> ready to go. So, of course, you, Teach you, know, children. you know about that. Yeah, I had on white gloves and too. I had everything. It was nice. You would know, you know. <laughs> but I didn't learn about Fred Hampton at I didn't all. know about until I was older. Yeah, I didn't learn about him at all until um, I had a sociology class and it was brushed over, but not. Yeah. Um, 
talked about more and in that particular I'm surprised license, that they had them then in the sociology it was class? really just we were only we we're talking about is the power of people and somebody else actually brought him up like we had a guest uh-huh. and then that made the professor tell us more about him just in general I'm surprised the professor knew well our professor was like one of those fake woke professors you know mm. smoke weed coming in the classroom oh okay like that you know white man but still tried to be like aware and alert and hip to what was going on with students. Now, mm-hmm. being one of maybe six black students in that class of about 80, mm-hmm. um, anytime any conversations, of course, came up. Y'all represented. Right. But, you know, again, Y'all are I didn't black know experience. anything. But I didn't know as much as I know now. And I think they put us in those situations. And those are the opportunities to learn. But then we're one looked at for the information and the insight. Well, it's almost... It's almost like, well, what what do you expect, kind of? Right. Especially if they don't know. Yeah, they have no idea. So it's just like they're going to look like, hey, you know, I think, you know, they know because, you know, they're black. They must know whatever. I guess it would be the same for me if I was in the situation with something that happened with other people, right. white folks or, you know, Mexican people or whatever. If I didn't know, I would look to them for the experience. Or just right, at least because they share. would have to tell me. Right. Because I wouldn't know, you know, but what it is. I, I still don't feel like the space was there for us to really share Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's most of most of our situation as we end Black History Month. Um, I think about, you know, work and in different situations where people acknowledge Black History Month and how they've been acknowledging it. I'm not or sure how I feel thereof. about Or lack thereof. So I'm not sure if I feel like if an organization has a couple of black students or children that they would spotlight them for Black History Month. Oh, you're talking about like these cheerleaders? <laughs> I was trying not to go local. You did. I did organization group individual. So what, I mean, what, how do you, your baby? Not, not, don't, we ain't even going there. No. Okay. But I don't know how I feel about that. Just like some schools did spotlight their teachers or some, you know, spotlight them. Do you spotlight them anyway? Do they have spotlights any other time? I don't think so. See, that's the problem. Right. That right there is the problem. If the only time that you feel the need to spotlight them is during black history month, don't spotlight me. That's that was kind of how I. I just I don't know. I I, I felt kind of odd about it. You should, because it's like, well, I mean, are we using it for advertising a little bit too? I I don't I don't think that it was like an harm a harmful intent behind it, but it wasn't thought all the way through. Right. Okay, I can see that. So this is where you have a because it's just like you know you think it's a good thing, right? And it's just like hey, you know whatever, and then it's just like. No, like I get, maybe I get what you were trying to do. Right. This isn't the right time to do it. Yeah, I I talked to one of my uh, friends who happens to be white. I don't, you know, and we were having this conversation and I think sometimes white women are trying to find a way to uh, to do something. It would be different um, if we were talking about breast cancer awareness and we had, you know, Susan Campbell. Right. You know, we're going to spotlight her this week because she is a breast cancer survivor. Right. That's different. But if she's a black breast cancer survivor, you would spotlight her during Black History Month? Not for black history. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. No. Right. So that's where we're. It, it makes a difference. Let's, okay. Um, October is domestic violence awareness. Okay. We're going to spotlight. Deborah James. 
She's for a being a survivor of domestic violence. Right. No. But if you worked at the domestic violence center, no. then during February, do they you- would know not to spotlight people at a domestic violence center for being survivors of domestic violence. Black. They do things like in memory of right. people that they have lost. Yeah. To breast cancer. So you domestic don't. Violence. So you don't think that that's necessarily. Well, so what has been happening? Is that really black history or are you just... It's not black history. What kind of history have I made? I'm just, I'm black like right now. Right. What you could have put, oh, we since we're doing this, Black Lives Matter, we have nine-year-old... That's true. Katie Brown. Right. She is in the fourth grade at such and such elementary school. You know, she's been sharing with us for two years now. Right. Her life matters. You know what I mean? Like, I would take that better. Yeah. They're just saying. Black in, history. In, in honor of Black history. history Month. We're, we're not doing it in honor of Black History Month because I'm black. I haven't done anything historically. I got it. I, I mean, I, I struggle trying to sort through how I felt about that. I think that if they were looking for something to do, there's just, you got the first black cheerleaders. You got all kinds of things you could spotlight. We didn't even got to do the first. I'm, you you know. could have just done something. Well, you just generally speaking, it didn't have to be their specific. Or they could have taken that moment to educate these children right? on actual black history. Yes. That's the thing. Like, you could have actually done something, you know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. Random fact. Yes. Just only because this was my memory, and I was saying about, you know, educating the kids. Like, the lady that um, came up with the um, design for, like, the black Barbie, like, she designed dolls for Mattel. Yeah. From Spartanburg. Oh, I didn't know that. She yeah. was from Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. A South Carolinian. Yeah. What do you call people from Spartanburg? Spartans. <laughs> I was thinking Spartan Burgers. Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> Hillbillies. Uh, no, I was thinking Spartan Burger. Oh, that's Greenville. Yeah, that's a green. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a green billion. Nah. Isn't it like from Florentine here? No. Anyway, do you know her name? I can't remember her name right now. I can get it for if you want it, really. But I was just curious. I forgot. It was just she was my memory. Um, I think yesterday. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, who is this lady? And then I was like, oh yeah. She had a little haircut like Stacy had the bang in the front. Oh my gosh, she got the bang. I had the long. so many. I had so many Barbies. She got all kind of awards and stuff. Yeah, my parents only let me have black dolls. Um, I don't think I've ever had a black Barbie. Really. They wouldn't get it, and then they didn't have any black cans. And so for one Christmas, I got four um, MC Hammer dolls. I had the MC Hammer doll. That was the only guy that you had four? (laughs) Yeah, because my Barbies needed. Y'all was rich. (laughs) 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 My Barbies needed cans, and they couldn't find any black cans. Well, Barbie, well, the ones me and my sister had dated the same MC Hammer doll. (laughs) I mean, we had two because, you know, we had our own. Yeah. (laughs) But no, and they only two people could fit in my purple, little um, Ferrari. They have a purple. <laughs> they have a purple outfit, or do yeah. you have the gold one? Okay, they had two outfits. Yeah, there was a gold um, MC oh, Hammer pants and a jacket. The gold edition, because I we <laughs> I had the regular one, the so, purple sparkles. But the problem is when I had like the younger the younger Barbies dating the MC Hammer was kind of awkward. How did we get here? I don't know, but you were talking about you brought up Mattel. Yeah, Back but to Judas. Yeah, but how do we get? See, you. this came from when you were saying something about those cheerleaders. Well, go back to the movie. See, this is why I don't like to talk to you. (laughs) 
let's talk about a little let's talk about girls in in the movie i felt like the black women knew what was happening before it happened we always know we always know if you're listening to this we always know talk to your black woman she knows i ain't got yeah okay she knows she said something you better know it depends now well yeah not depends on whether you want to know or not too yeah you're right it depends on how you love them too because sometimes your mama wrong now that's another you better listen to your lady (laughs) the black woman in the movie um Mm -hmm. the one who knew that something was up with bill yeah you know she was my favorite she was ready to go she always she pulled that switchblade out like try me i really liked her yeah she's gonna be in another movie too she's gonna be in um she's gonna be like a superhero Mm -hmm. with uh marvel yeah i think um that actress anyway that's judy Harmon. that's who was she was playing right I was trying to think of um yeah, but I okay. was trying to think of what the name of the movie was. I told my husband about it. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." She knew. She did, and she couldn't prove it. Yep. And then um, even when they were shooting in the um in the safe house, mm-hmm. and she saw him leave, she it just like, like it re- where are you going? Yeah, I think it re- it's like she already knew before we're, then. We're shooting. Yeah, he told he going to the roof. We're in the trenches. He going to the roof. Yeah. And he had a whole plan. Bill was stressed out during the movie. Now they showed they did show him getting stressed. And it's always like those people who are doing too much in your group. If you got a friend group or a fake friend group or um circle of people you talk to on social media or whatever, pay attention to your friend that is just doing too much. Like, you know, Bill's like, you know, I'll shoot him too. It's like, what are you talking about? I wish he would have come here like that. I would have got him. Yeah, just yeah. don't. So there are people like that everywhere. I'm just saying there's, you know, watch out for your William H. O'Neill. Cause yeah, I imagine so. Because my homie, like my best friend, my BFF, yeah. she down. We, you won't know it until some shit pop off. That's right. Because she'll be right there. But that's how that goes. Well, then there's your friend. But then there's always somebody who's like hyping everybody up. Yeah. Ain't nobody do nothing. Yeah, I imagine so. Like I, uh, They'll turn state's witness, as my as my granddaddy used to say. Mm-hmm. Like he like Will O'Neill going back to the FBI regularly, you know, yeah. tell it all. And people like to think, you know, I guess certain stuff about me. Yeah. And he, and but my sister the one. Yeah. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. She ain't playing with it. Well, but you wouldn't expect that from her, right? You know, I guess depending on what the situation is, you might turn around and you know she fighting. Well, see, that's why I'm afraid to fight because I don't know. Like, well, wait, wait a minute. What I happened? don't know. I don't know what my strength is. The one that come up, one of my, I remember I was in Orangeburg. Right. At a um, concert, state homecoming. Young job. <laughs> I'm in here dancing, you know. Um, What's the, is it the bartender? No, it's not the bartender's. Buy your drinks on. That's oh. Home. I don't really like to hear that because it was this girl I about got in a fight with. Oh. This big girl standing behind that me. That T-Pain? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um. And it's Young Jock too, though. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was doing that one, mm-hmm. and it was a part like um to back it up or something like that. And I was just standing in my space. It was a lot of people in there, and the girl must. I was dancing. She wasn't doing it, but standing behind me. And I guess she thought I was gonna back it up into her, and she pushed me from behind. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I t- <laughs> I turned around so fast, but when I tell you, like it was like my friend flew in. From the corner she was standing in. I I didn't even see her. Right. 
But I'm probably like the girl was standing right behind me from the time I turned around. My friend had already had like I don't know where she came from. Hey man. I have no idea. That's what friends are for. But by the time I turned around, she hadn't reached and grabbed and pulled. It was just like, where like where you weren't even over here. Like hey. where did you come from? Pimp in distress. Look to the left. My BFF standing right there. And she ain't doing nothing. But she's she's standing right there because the girl that pushed me, her homegirl beside her. Okay. So, so just, she's standing right case, there and yeah. I saw her do like this with her hands. Like, what like what's good? Like, no, we're not dancing. Concert's still going. Nobody nobody's dead. <laughs> like in my little circle, I'm with four people. It's it's four of us. <laughs> the girl pushed me, I turned around. My friend Mika came out. Well, I got two Mikas. Mika came out from the other side. Got me. The other Mika probably got the keys ready to go. Right. And my my best friend standing beside me literally like this right here. Ready to, ready to roll. Right. All of this is happening, and I didn't know. I'm dancing. <laughs> didn't uh. even touch that girl, and she pushed me. Some big bitch that um had on a thick ass. You know, used to wear those wide belts. A thick... <laughs> A thick ass leopard belt with some run over red shoes. I still oh. owe you ass whooping, ma'am. <laughs> if, if I ever run into you and some kind of way get a nostalgic feeling somewhere, we fight. She probably a Facebook friend. I hope so. <laughs> Cause I told this story on there one time because I heard the song and I was like, man, every time I hear that song, I think about that. You know. And then one of her little um. One of her little queen friends, he come prancing his ass over there. Oh, goodness. And was he ready to fight, too? No, he wasn't ready to fight. He was looking like, girl, what's going on over here? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Where was this concert? It was on, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. It was, a, it was, was it on campus? Uh, I don't they know. They have an auditorium? Where? There was, a, I don't know. It was on, he was on stage. I mean, you were there. I, I don't know where I was. <laughs> this was. I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. Well, they're listening now. Hopefully they've moved forward. Whatever. I'm going I'm to play this. <laughs> I'm going to send this to my friends later. I'm like, y'all remember that? See, that's how, there's certain things you remember in life. And I swear every time I hear that song, man, I want to fight that rap. girl. It's a rap. Like, I remember getting hit by this girl playing basketball, separating my shoulder. And then I was telling everybody how big she was and everything. And she was walking up behind me. And then my friends were, like, telling me to stop talking. Mm-hmm. But... It was too late. I heard she had an airbrush shirt on name big, that had big swole on the back. That's all I remember about her. Oh, yeah. So she already knew who the fuck she was. Yeah. And I really wasn't going to fight her <laughs> after the intermittent game. <laughs> but it was like big swollen airbrush. And she probably was about, I don't know, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, mm-hmm. 300. Easy. The doctor thought I ran into a wall. You ran into big swole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back to this movie. Yeah, but so what? What did that come? All right, let's go. All right, so um, his the the baby mama. Mm-hmm. What's her real name? Uh, that was his girlfriend. Girlfriend, child's mother. Not baby mama. That shouldn't have. But yes, yeah, sort of. Child's mother and his girlfriend. That was his girlfriend. Would have been his wife. More than likely. Um. From the very beginning, she she was assisting and helping and playing her position in a good way. She helped him out writing. Um, they talked about her just being there and being loyal. Yeah, because she knew what she wanted. 
Right. Well, from the very first mm-hmm. um, presentation that they showed on the movie, they showed it, they, the implication was that she came for a friend. <laughs> she came, mm-hmm. you know, with eyes on him in a different way early. So I'm sure that wasn't, you know, there were several things they left out, but I do feel like they tried to make sure that we understood that she was, she really liked him from the beginning. Yeah. She shot her shot. There you go. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was big. I think that, I think she was um, upfront. I think she was clear about how she could help him and what her position was going to be there. I thought that was a good, the actress had been in other things too. But I thought, mm-hmm. but I didn't, couldn't remember. But I thought she Me was either, good but too. she was in something else crying. She had that same crying face. Her face. I was like, I know her face. Yeah, she does have that same crying face. Um, but I thought the women in the movie did a good, they did a good job trying to show black women being supportive and um, understanding a little bit what was going on. Well, they always know. Because again, like I keep saying, is this the life we live? Right. So they, we, you know, and I'm going to say we, because I'm a black woman, we always know. Right. I don't know why I feel like I have to share with black men and help them understand things that they well, because they don't Because their experience is different. Right. And even though our experiences are different, that doesn't mean that we are not aware. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And you know, I feel like there's something to be said for the... Now, I, I can't say the same for them. Right. Okay. And I'm only going to, just speaking from my experiences and like, you know, dealing with my black man like with my husband right you know what i mean like it's just like i can be like empathetic towards him and it's almost like you got to drag a little sympathy because he doesn't get it yeah and you know i'm good with words so i have to you know explain it maybe a time of 10 and i have to put it in a different way to where you know in a different situation to where he'll understand and then he's like okay you know what i mean but off the off the jump he doesn't because for him like initially because he has us now. Right. He, he is protector over overall. First and foremost. Right. So that's where his head goes immediately. That is the space that he lives in. That makes sense. Protector provider. That's where he stays. Right. And I'm just like, you know, if I'll explain, I'll say, Well, well, you didn't, you know, he's like, No. He doesn't get it because that's not that's not the space that he's in. Right. Now. He's like, Well, no, I didn't see that or I didn't, you know, whatever. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. But I think a lot, I think sometimes we have to like, as black women, we, we function as protector provider as well. Plus, plus, plus. Mm-mm. We it's function as nurturer. N- nurturer. That's different from protect. Provider. But what about if you have to do that? That changes your. Nurturer first. Right. And then you provide. That's part of nurturing. Okay. So you think it's so nurturing is all encompassing. It's more encompassing. More. But it's to to them it's different and it's separate. Right. Because like, you know, okay, I'll give an example. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say like a normal, I'm gonna use that air quotes. Husband, wife situation, mom, dad, kids. Okay. Dad goes to work, you know, you know, mom can work too. Mm-hmm. But dad knows he goes to work. You know, he provides, he makes sure we have a house to live in, a home to live in. We have food to eat. All right, bet. But, you know, if the kids, like, um, get into a situation where their feelings are hurt about something. Right. Sometimes dad doesn't know how to deal with that. Exactly. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got a situation with my friend or whatever, you know, I'm going through whatever. And they're just kind of like, well, so not so, but it's just like, so what do you mean? Like they'll right. give you like a blanket, like statement. Oh, well, you don't have to be friends with them anymore. Right. But you know, dad doesn't know the whole story. You know, he doesn't know, you know, how we became friends, how long we've been friends, the situation. Right. But mom knows that mom's going to say whatever. See, my I mean, mom was terrible at that. You know what I mean? Like certain, you know, you know, certain situations. Yeah. You know, even if they got to be good at it, it's just like, it's just like, well, at least okay, they don't know what to say or what to do here because right. that's not their thing. Gotcha. They're not nurturing, you know, this. Or if you fall down, you know, hurt yourself, you know, get up. Right. Type situation. Go it's to like, mom. But, you know, you're, you're more really? likely to go to your mom. <laughs> right. Yeah, for some help. Yeah. Even though she might tell you the same thing your daddy said. Right. But, you know, she might hug you a little bit while she fussing at you because she told you to stop running in here. Mm-hmm. You know, other than, you know, you yeah. might get it. That's what you get. See, my dad, yeah, I think I bit my tongue in half, jumping the gate with my brother. And um, I remember running. What? I was jumping the gate, and then I my back teeth came down on my tongue. You were happy about jumping the gate because your mouth was, your mouth has to be open to do that. Well, it was I was jumping higher because I was following my brother. So you were excited, like I'm saying, because your yeah. mouth has to be open in order yeah. to bite. Bit it good, gotcha. And it was like hanging off. And then I went to my dad and had blood everywhere. So I guess you'll come on in the house now, right? <laughs> and and that was that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you, he, have didn't, to, have, he didn't have a. He, you can't have anything for it. Gargle some gargle or something. I get it. Cause you know what I mean, like, yeah. and then he said my tongue will grow back. <laughs> It'll grow back. He was right. <laughs> you know, like you'll get, like I would do that to my babies. Like, yeah, see, this is what you get for going out here, following behind your brother, and I told you not to. Yeah, but this is why I'm fixing your situation. My mama wasn't there. You know, what those I mean? are one of the things that's that, the you know, nurturing part out, of it. It sticks out in my head because she wasn't there, and I guess that was a weird injury. My cousin hung my eyelid on the clothesline one. Oh. That's <laughs> that's why I have issues going fishing. But okay, let me tell I've you. I've seen somebody's cheek get caught on the fish hook. We were playing, um, and these my I spent I spent like so much time at youth sports, man. I feel like that's where I'm from sometimes. But um, playing with the clothesline, and I think, I think, I think it might have been him. Had his arms down on it, like playing it, like you know how um, you know the thing about wrestling. Oh, yeah, we're doing that little thing where you slide. No, what okay. thing will you slide? So you don't you, know anything about wrestling? No, when you jump across the thing, you hold What? It? No, okay. nobody's doing it. I only watch. The ultimate Stone. warrior, you know what oh, he did no. on the ropes? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Get out right now. Tell me the move. Okay, so he would go up to the ropes and do like do like this on the ropes. That was his thing. <laughs> and so, like, my cousin was doing that on the clothesline. I was just standing by. Uh. Let it go. And it had like a little, it was a white one, it had thing, and it just grabbed it, and it was like up like this. I mean, I wouldn't, I need to see if I had a scar from that. That's awesome. And I was just like, I didn't even cry. I don't know what like happened to me now that I'm thinking about that was weird, but. Like the adrenaline, I guess, it's just like whatever. Oh, it just seems so painful. Why are we here again? <sighs> Back we got to the we gotta practice these topical shows because we, we gotta because go, this, this is this is what makes it great. Yeah, this, this is what works old. for us. Um, I did want to talk about how um, getting closer to they had the other FBI informant, um, the one that they were trying. Sam. Yeah, 
So what that showed, I mean, if you think about, there were so, probably, of course, we learned the story of him, but there are probably more that were involved oh, yeah. in all of this, trying to bring down them. They had to have one in each chapter because, like, um, they said they were nationwide. Right. That's what um, Fred was saying to the guy from the Crowns. He was like, you know, like, this is cool. Like, y'all local. He was like, but we're a nationwide organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to be coming over from, what, New Haven and all they mentioned all these different other mm-hmm. places. I thought that was interesting. I think that that's something that um, I think kind of got brushed over when I was learning originally about uh, the Black Panthers in terms of there were people and informants set up to tear them down all over the country. And then there's some other. Um, I'm gonna tell you about. Uh, tell you another story in a minute. You see my shirt I got on? Yes, I see. I see the good folk on there. You know who these people are. I see. I see Fred. Of course, you see Fred. Then I see I'm a point Huey. Him, I'm gonna point him out. Hold on. Okay. What well, the people can't see that on. Well, the... I'm talking to you, so you can tell <laughs> who they are. Okay. <laughs> Is that Angela? Right here. Yeah. Is it? You ask me questions. I'm. Asking. Yeah, that's her. Okay. Angela, who? <laughs> Davis. Okay. Fred. We're doing first and last name here. Y'all not friends? Oh, excuse me. Fred Hampton. I don't know who that is. This is Eldridge Cleaver. Okay, yes. Okay. Familiar? Okay, I got these. Hold on, I got to pull my shirt down and pull it out so I can see these titties just everywhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In the history lesson. Okay. I, no. That's Bunchy Carter. Bunchy, yes. You told me about him last time. Nope. Who is it? It's Bobby Seal. Okay. I'm sorry. He's sitting right beside Huey Newton. There he is. These That's two it. founded the Black Panther Party. Right, but I don't Why know. Why don't you? Well, you got a whole damn show about <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah by the movie you saw and don't even know who started the organization. Well, I do know who started the organization if you said their names. But you don't know his face. Well, I don't ever see him. Well, well yeah, because he doesn't live around the way. <laughs> right. But you knew who Angela Davis was. She doesn't even look like this anymore. Sort of. I bet if I showed you a picture of her right now, you wouldn't know who that was. I would. You actually, would. Well, I actually watched something. She called in CNN last week. Okay, so that's why you know who she is. And you just don't know who the OG Bobby Seal. Well, that's why you. Ha- that's why we have to do this. Because I'm, I represent a significant <sighs> chunk. Tell you represent me. you. Nobody. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> who is this one? <laughs> Where did you get this shirt from? Mr. I made this shirt. Really? Yes. Did a good job. I did. I, I wore this shirt when we went to go see Black Panther. The movie came out. Yeah. Everybody else out here with T'Challa. I had this on. Ah. You make more? No. And you didn't put the names on there purposely. Right, because I know who they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> the point of it would be like if I wore it and somebody were to ask me, Yes. Who is that? Now we start the conversation. I want to know. Who that is. Right here? Yes. That's Kathleen Cleaver. Okay. That together, yeah. Right. All right, right here. He's very handsome. Is he? He's dead, too. <laughs> Tell you about him in a minute. Okay, go <laughs> Go ahead. John Huggins. Okay, John Huggins. I'm making notes. Right here. Since we're talking about the ladies. All right, what's her name? That is Elaine Brown. And this is... You know who this is. Who? You owe me money if you don't. How much? Does it matter? You trying to lose money? No, I feel like I know her in an older sense. That's Asada Shakur. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I know her as, as an older... There you go. You get on my You get on my nerves. <laughs> well, I'm learning. But I feel like I knew her like 
Okay. Since I read the book, I'm still re- I'm reading the book now. You read it again? I haven't finished it. Well, you just take your time. Well, yeah, because I don't. When do I have the time? Like That's to true. sit and like to read it. So when I do, and then it's just like now I have something else to do. So I have it sitting like it's literally on yeah. the couch, like where I sit. It's like right there, so I can go back. Well, I'm definitely going to read it again. I have it from something a little bit ago. Yeah, but yeah, I got to get into that. I like that shirt. Thank you. I think you should take a picture of it. And something's on it. Like I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if this is something for when I washed it, but I got mad because I only wore it the one time, and then I was like, "Well, what is this on my darn shirt?" Was it? It's because a lot of people were in the movies. Nah, <laughs> I was just curious if somebody got some on you. Nah, after I washed it, that's what happened. I um, I really like that. Thank you. I think you should make it another. Make another one. I mean, I could. All I did was I did this on Vista Print. Really? Mm-hmm. And they didn't mess up the pictures. Mm-hmm. Vistaprint, no, they can mess up some pictures. You think so? Don't do not do that because I get a lot of stuff from them and I, it do Look, a good job. There's a whole slew of TikToks where they mess up all the people Christmas pictures. Oh, man. They had um, black family in the front, white family on the inside. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They got a little Happy over. holidays. They got a little over uh, booked. I mean, yeah, got, what, but that stuff be on sale. Stop sending these coupons. I'm at 60%. <laughs> Man, we're making this shirt, right? So you talking? About we're making this shirt. Okay, you can make it because I didn't know the people, so I feel like you should be the one making the shirt for what? To share for other people? Why not? This is my shirt. Okay, we they can do the same thing that I did, but you need to show so people can know it's a good. So idea. they can go do the exact same thing that I did. I think. I think it's not. important. Well, whatever. I think it's mine. <laughs> the second, this is the second or third time I, I've worn I, this shirt. I've written down everybody's names that were on the shirt. That's fine. I don't give a shit about that. They're going to hear it. <laughs> They going to rec- they may write it down from here, but they won't have this one. That was well done. Thank you. And it's perfectly done in the black and white. Oh yeah, and you see, like the I have a thing with size and like proportion yeah. and all kind of stuff. Yeah. See, that's how I know they're not going to get. And you didn't this have one. any. There's nobody smiling on your shirt. I imagine they didn't have shit to smile about. And shit to smile about. I imagine not. Isn't that something? But okay, so they mentioned Bunchy Carter in the movie. Yes. Like just briefly once, and it was Bobby Seal. Mm-hmm. Bobby Seal. Robert Seal. Okay. And he actually, and we were talking about, I was going to break through this when we were talking about the gangs earlier, but I didn't um, didn't want to. I thought we were going somewhere, but then we ended up everywhere. Elsewhere, else. yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he actually started the Black Panther Party chapter in Southern California. Right. So he, okay, so he was a former gang member. He was a member of the Slauson Gang. You know, down there where you wore Nip, neighborhood Nip, yes, R.I.P. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, he was a member of that gang, um, got in trouble, for um, went to jail for burglary for four years. Okay. And while he was there, he um, turned over to, you know, Nation of Islam, got out, got into, you know, the Black Panther situation. Well, organization, I won't call it a situation. Now, and I had to, I didn't even look this up, but I wondered, like, how young he was when he went to jail because he was only 25 years old when they killed him. Right. So he and John Huggins, they were students at UCLA at this time, and they were having a meeting. Um, apparently, there was some beef between the Black Panther Party and the US organization. Both of these are, you know, based on black people or whatever. They're right. having an issue as far as getting the control or, well, I'll say control, of the black student population. Right. So they were having a BSU meeting um, on campus, um, Campbell Hall. And this was in, this was January 17th, 1969. This is the date um, that they killed him. Having a meeting and they were leaving to go. 
And John, this guy walked in, 19-year-old guy, and I can't think of what his name is, but they say he was 19 years old. And John Huggins approached him mm-hmm. about something that happened between the guy that walked in and Elaine Brown. Okay. I, I'm assuming he probably said something to her, but this guy was from the US organization. I don't know if he's from the US organization or not, but showed up. John talked, you know, said something to him about something that occurred between this guy and Elaine Brown. They got into a fight. Mm-hmm. Guy walked in. Um, name his first name is Claude. I can't think his last name. Um, shot John. Mm. There, bunch of went to hide behind the chair. Went to you know get behind the chair. Right. Shot bunch of through the chair. Killed him instantly. Mm. These two guys run off, never to be found. Black guys. Black guys, never to be found. And they blamed it. They arrested um, two guys from the US, US organization that I think they were brothers. Turned, okay. them, turned themselves in. And they arrested them for a conspiracy to commit murder. Not for the actual murder. These these two didn't even pull the trigger. Wow. And they got sentenced to life in prison. Just a part of the setup. Right. These other two guys, um, I wonder if both of them are gone. But I know Claude, Guyana. Mm-hmm. That's where he is now. Mm-hmm. That's where he escaped to Guyana. And so, of mm-hmm. course, you know, the COINTEL Pro, you know, that's what everybody said. They're pretty sure that the government was behind him getting away. Oh, sure. And he was the one that shot them. Both of them killed them. Wow. Never been, never caught. And they know who the trigger person was because the people, they were there. They were there. And they told them. Didn't get them. And so now um, they had a the program. I forgot. I know the initial was the AAP program there at UCLA, and they just renamed it in 2019 to the um, is it Carter Huggins? They changed the, the name of the program in oh. honor of like Buddy Carter and wow. John Huggins. So and that they, was on campus. Yeah, it was at Campbell Hall, and so they're still trying to get them to change the name of the hall to name it after them, and they won't do it. Wow. From 1969. And they have a um a celebration every year, same date on campus. So I, read a little, I heard a little bit about the um, celebration that they have on campus mm-hmm. out there. I didn't even realize it was 1969. I guess everything, just a lot happened. Yeah, but see, what happened was they, um because Bunchy was, he, I guess we got on the radar because of how popular he was. Right. Just like how Fred Hampton, yeah. you know, was, you know, a leader amongst the people. Like, he was uniting these gangs. Mm-hmm. Because again, like I said, he was Slauson gang member, right? And he was, you know, they have no desire for us to. Unite. And they were saying that they they would throw parties, and Black Panther Party, you know, they jamming or whatever, and then the DJ cut the music off, and then a bunch of get on top of a table just and talk. give a speech and just start giving like historical facts or whatever for about ten or fifteen minutes. Turn the music back on and go back to partying. Next day, you got ten to fifteen people lined up because they want right. to join the right. Black Panther Party movement. Right. So that's what he was out there doing. They called him the mayor of the ghetto. I think that's a lot of, um, it's so obvious that they don't want him to re- to unite right. different groups. Because if you unite, that makes you powerful against That's right. Them. There's power in the people. Exactly. Hmm. So we have to keep you separated. Right. And we're going to send your own people in there to that's cause right. this disruption. And that's usually how, how you that keep goes. them separated. That's right. All skin folk, ain't your kin folk. Exactly. And then we will help them get away. 
far away too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know what. So in movies like this, and just as you've known, I have to learn more. I think what Judas um, and the Black Messiah has done is give people an opportunity to at least explore if they're interested, mm-hmm. and they explore more afterwards. So that it just gave. Just enough for you to get interested and just enough for you to want to share more. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we wanted to do with everybody today here at the Weekly Wind Down. You had any extra thoughts about no. Judas? Not too nah, much. No extra thoughts. We already, I mean, we already, um, like I said, we encourage you to watch it. We mm-hmm. encourage you to learn more. We encourage you to continue research. Do your own research, not just Facebook research, not just meme research and share everything that you see you can murder a freedom fighter but you can't murder freedom thank you for listening to the weekly wind down with g and key where laughter is the best medicine and wine is better with friends whether it's your weekend rewind or a chance to unwind join g and key in our weekly safe space where we discuss life love and all of the above you can follow us on instagram at the weekly wind down and that is wine with a y or if you want to, you may send us an email. We are at theweeklywindown at gmail.com. Again, that is theweeklywindown at gmail.com. And remember that you can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution.